Welcome, Welcome to the Real Estate Rockstar Partnership Podcast. We are helping real estate agents and investors scale their business faster, build multiple streams of income, and create more financial freedom. Rockstars are performers that earn more, have fun, live free, and give back. Visit us online at rockstarpartnership.com. Hey, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Rockstar Partnership, where we are helping realtors and real estate investors create multiple streams of real estate income. We want to help you earn more, have fun, live free. And of course, once you're making all that money, we want you to be able to give back, okay? Because that's what life is all about, giving. So I am your host. I am always fired up. My name is Phil Barneo. I'm here with my beautiful wife. Hey, it's Heather. Hey, so do us a favor, wherever you're watching or listening on this, if you have not smashed the subscribe button, go ahead and do so right now. Um, we would really appreciate that. If you're uh, if you're listening, you want to drop us a comment, let us know, say what's up. That would be awesome too. We always like to interact and let uh, like to kind of get that feedback to know that mm-hmm. we're actually making some sense and helping some people. So we definitely appreciate that. So what in the world are we going to talk about today? Well, today I thought it would be a good topic to cover um, the importance of getting a pre-approval and how to politely encourage your buyers um, to go the route of number one, step number one, getting that pre-approval. That is the first hurdle in the home buying process. That's where to start. Yes. And I guess we'll kind of touch on it primarily from a buyer's perspective, but let's Mm -hmm. also touch on it from the listing perspective too here. So uh, for this is especially for real estate agents, right? So when it comes to being able to work with buyers, one of the things that come up all the time, right? When you you have a buyer call, uh, the office, the lead comes in and you're working with that person, the first thing you want to do is find out if they are pre-qualified and or help them get pre-qualified. And uh, we'll touch on uh, we'll touch on a little bit of that uh, as well about helping them mm-hmm. um, and helping choose you know uh, a, a good pre-qualification letter. But yeah. step one is getting that pre-qual and talking to the buyer about that, which sometimes raises a little bit of a uh, of a guard. of a guard of a guard, right? And why do you think that is? Like, what what is it about buyers? Because um, it's good to understand the the mindset of the person that you're talking with, so that you can uh, understand them and you can sympathize and be able to you know overcome that objection, which is basically what that is, by understanding why they're feeling that way. So, mm-hmm. why would a buyer feel that way? Yeah. So, I think as realtors, sometimes not that we lack compassion whatsoever, but you are trying to close a sale, right? In order, in order to close that sale and see those houses, you know that they're going to need a pre-approval. So, sometimes we tend to get straight to the point and ask, you know, hey, are you pre-approved? Are you ready to start looking? Um, but what yeah. I find is that you really need to. We do it on a daily basis, and it's just another sale. Not to eliminate the importance of that. But it is just another sale for us because we do it every single day. Yeah. Um, when it's a, a buyer, especially a first-time home buyer, I think that they get they kind of go into their shell when you ask them for a pre-approval because it's like, well, why do you want to know so much about my finances? You know, I don't even know you yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like the way that I go about it when I talk to a lead for the first time or meet with them for the first time. I listen to everything that they have to say, what they are looking for in a home, how much they've been searching online, if they, you know, what properties caught their eye. And then at the very end of that last conversation, I just ask them, 
Hey, you know, so now that I have a better understanding of what it is that you're looking for, um, do you need any assistance in obtaining a pre-approval? Because we have really awesome relationships with lenders that can help you out. Or do you already have one? And that's a much nicer and smoother way to find out if they're really ready or if you need to help them, you know, talk to some lenders. Yeah. So so what I'm hearing you say uh, is like, with us, it's kind of like if, you, if we consider it like dating, right? Like for on our side, on the agent side, it's like, hey, the first thing we need to do is find out if you're prequaled, right? Because, well, why? We don't want to waste our time working with somebody who is not in a position to be able to buy. So you you obviously understand if you're and you treat your time as being valuable, you can't spend your time wasted with somebody who at this point in their life, maybe um, is not able to purchase a home. So mm. you need to guard your time. And us as agents, like that's the first step. But on the other side, like you were saying to the buyer, it almost seems like that you're jumping the third base or something already, right? Yeah. Like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm calling to talk to you about, yeah. you know, a house I'm interested in. You're wondering about, you know, mm-hmm. where, where my finances are. And so that becomes like a, a personal intrusion almost yeah. to, to the buyer. Yeah. Um, and so, and the other thing I would say too, you know, I think you're hundred percent on the money. Uh, with that. And as agents, as good agents, as professionals, as seasoned agents, we have to, like I was saying before, be aware of the the mindset of the buyer. So that's what they're thinking when you, you know, jump down their throat right away with, are you pre-qualified? Um, and the other thing that they're probably thinking um, is that it, it is sort of, um, when it comes to, you know, your personal finances, it can be a little bit, uh, depending on the buyer, like it feels, like I said, intrusive. What's the other word I'm looking for? It feels like it's, um, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're butting into their financial business right, right away. They feel almost, it's like a pride thing, almost like, Hey, are you questioning my buying ability, my ability, my yeah. ability to buy? Like, no, of course we're not questioning your ability to buy. And here, what we're going to do, Heather um, is going to give us some awesome things to help you as agents kind of overcome that little objection, so to speak, or that just maybe that little uncomfortable uh, hurdle when a buyer is, you know, hesitant about giving you uh, their, or giving you their pre-qualification or even getting pre-qualified really is what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, like how many times I'm sure other people have experienced this. I've been on the phone with a lead for the first time. And I do ask that question. And sometimes you'll get, oh, don't, don't worry. I can, I can afford it. Yeah. Well, that doesn't work in this market, right? Because even like, let's go back to the pandemic where you couldn't even get in the door without having a pre-approval. That was actually beautiful <laughs> because then yeah. we didn't have to blame it on us. We blame it on everybody. Well, we, and we still but, do probably use that a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's still a good, a good tactic, yeah. which we'll get into, but. Yep. So yeah, a couple things. Um, I put something together that are four main steps on how to politely and gently, right. Encourage the buyer that doesn't have a pre-approval to get one and also to explain to them why, right. Can we, right before you get into that, let me just bring up one thing and then I'm going to ask you to go right into there. So we said uh, when we started, so let's just understand it from the buying side and from the listing side. One of the things as a professional real estate agent that you owe the listing side, if you're working with the buyer, is you owe that other agent the, you owe them, you really don't have any business, let me me say it like this, bringing an unqualified buyer to their listing. 
because that is somebody's home. That is like you're you're telling them to leave their home, the right? The homeowner, if it's occupied, obviously. So you you have to vet them because you kind of owe that respect and courtesy, right, to the listing side and the listing agent and the person who is you know who owns the house who's selling it, mm-hmm. especially if they're occupying it. They don't want to be inconvenienced to show their home to somebody who obviously is not pre-qualified. And that's why it is a good practice on the listing side, you know, to see a pre-qualifier if we request them. Like, you know, if you're not going to, if you don't have that, you know, especially in this market, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, so from both sides, it's good practice to understand that as agents now. Plus it, yeah, it builds your credibility as an agent, because if you are working with buyers and you get to know some listing agents and they know, oh, if they show the house, they're bringing an offer, you know, most of the time they work with qualified buyers, they work with good people. So then that helps. That helps tremendously for your reputation. And, you know, that goes to, you know, other things like working with good lenders and making sure that you vet your buyer properly because your, your reputation is more important than, you know, trying to show properties to somebody who's not qualified because now you're bringing offers and people can't rely on the quality of the buyer that you're working with to bring those offers. So, you know, we, we take that very seriously, right. When we're doing it with buyers and anytime that we have like any issues with deals, we definitely go look and then we say, okay, what is going on? What happened? And how do we make sure this never doesn't happen again? Because that is, you know, that's the bread and butter of our business is our relationship at the end of our reputation, sorry, at the end of the day, which in turn is our relationship with other agents. Yeah. So let's get into your awesome list of how to overcome the little hurdle or hump of, you know, getting past that prequel thing. Yep. So when I put this together, so I have four main points on how to gently, you know, push your buyer to get the pre-approval. And what I did was I completely put myself in the buyer's shoes and I figured like, if I was going to buy a home, how would I want to hear it? Okay. So number one, a pre-approval, you can tell your buyer that a pre-approval is going to solidify your budget. Because if somebody comes to me and they say, well, I'd like to look at this house and it's $400,000, I really, as as their agent, have no idea if they can afford that or not if they don't have a pre-approval. So what I tell people is we want to make sure that we're looking at houses in the proper price range and not just spinning our wheels because it could turn out that you're pre-approved for $500,000 right? Maybe more than what you thought, or it could turn out that you're only pre-approved for three. So if we look at 10 houses that are priced above your price point, and then we find out that really you'd be more comfortable in the 300s, then that was all, you know, that was all in vain. Wasted time. And our time is valuable. So we have to guard it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think it's important too. And I always tell them like, you're going to, once you meet with a broker or, you know, uh, whoever you're going through for the pre-approval, right? Hopefully one of our recommendations, but after you meet with your mortgage broker, they're going to explain all the costs that are associated with buying a home. So it's really going to just uh, put them in the in the position of understanding the process a little bit more too. They're going to explain closing costs. They're going to explain you know how much money they need to put down. They're going to explain the different options that the person has. So I think it's it's really it really is the place to start, and that's why I stress stress it as being step number one. Yeah, and and it it puts them at ease and makes them feel comfortable because they're going to understand what their monthly payments are going to be. Then it helps you understand what houses you can look at and and you factor the taxes in. Um, So now you, you know, it's giving you a lot more clarity in what it is that you need to narrow down what you go look at, like you had originally mentioned. And it helps them have that comfort of knowing, okay, this is, this is what we're looking at. This is what the monthly you know, expenses are going to be for us. We feel comfortable as a family, so to speak, right? And moving forward in, in this financial decision. So 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number two that you can tell your buyer is a pre-approval shows sellers that you're serious and committed. So a buyer that doesn't have a pre-approval is going to not going to be taken as seriously as somebody that does, right? As a seller, um, back on Phil's point, you want to be certain that the person that not only is coming into your home for a showing, but potentially submitting an offer has already gone through that process, has had their their income and their um, employment and everything verified, and they're good to go because you feel a lot more solid about accepting an offer that where the person has you know gone through that versus somebody that hasn't because there's no proof. Yeah, and and even deeper on that, you're 100 right. Then it goes into the quality of the prequal, right? Mm-hmm. Some not all prequals are created equal. So certain lenders, and I'm not going to smash any lenders on this. But certain lenders aren't uh, don't have as credible of a prequal, and they'll they'll give a prequal out there that really is not that legit, right? Yeah. And so we all know listing properties what we're looking for in a prequal, um, and so on that listing side, right? Going mm-hmm. back to flipping the script, when you have a an, a solid prequal from a good reputable lender, that's going to help you tremendously in strengthening your offer to be able to purchase that house and be able to solidify an accepted offer. Yeah, well, that's you- that's something else. Like if you have to feel out, every buyer is obviously different and they're open to receiving certain information or maybe they're not and you have to wait for the right time. But somebody that I know that I can say it to, I always tell them, you know, I, I, we don't recommend lenders for any benefit. Well, I shouldn't say any benefit of our own because it does make the deal go smoother. But we really are giving you these recommendations because it's a proven system. We've already worked with them. They've treated our buyers very well. They're reputable. They're competitive with interest rates. They're going to close fast. And most importantly, the customer service that they provide is exceptional. So we really just want you to have the best home buying experience, the least stress. Um, And without naming any, you know, institutions, it really is the larger institutions that make the process a whole lot more difficult and stressful for the buyer versus like, a small town, um, local who's confident. Company. Yeah. A confident one. Yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Let's go on to, on to uh, number three. So, um, you can also tell your buyer that there's so many different programs out there that to shop with a pre without a pre-approval first is really kind of irresponsible because you don't even know what you qualify for. And what I mean by that is at this point in the game, the buyer may not even understand the different kinds of financing that exist, right? Conventional, VA, FHA, USDA, there's so many different things. And if they haven't even you know, dove into the options, how do they know what they have, right? So you can spend all this time showing houses that need repairs to yeah. a veteran and then come to find out they're going to go with a VA loan and some of those repairs may not pass a VA inspection yeah, or, an FHA. So, or an FHA. So you really want to sit down, you know, have them sit down with the lender, figure out what program is best for them. And then once you know what they are using, you can look at the right houses and construct the proper offers that are going to benefit them the most. Yeah. And and even now going back to the strength of offer, mm-hmm. one of the easiest ways to also com- communicate to the buyer that it's important to get the pre-qualification done now is, is explaining the strength of offer and what we're talking yeah. about. Like, Hey, like, you know, there are certain um, programs that like FHA and explaining, hey, like, you know, let's see, are you qualified right now? You're pre-qualified with FHA, but maybe we need to go figure out like why is that? Let's talk to our lender and we want to get you 
you know, pre-qualified for, you know, conventional because it's a stronger offer. Right. Yeah. Um, and just like we were talking about the other one, you know, it shows, it, uh, what was the last one we were just talking about? The, um, the pre shows that you're committed. shows that you're committed. And so at that point, you're also, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, uh, allowing them to realize if you want to make a strong offer, you, you want to show the, the listing Definitely. agent and the seller that you're committed and that you're, um, so mm-hmm. that we can help you as, as your agent get the accepted offer. So. Yeah. And, and you could get really deep into it too. Like they, these people could be, um, you, they might qualify for assistance in their closing costs or something like that. They may be wanting to put a very low percentage mm-hmm. down. And so we as realtors taking them out might need to have that conversation and sit down with them and say, look, you know, we're up against other offers that have higher money down. We need to discuss how we can strengthen your offer against all these other ones, you know? So like, so it really does help to know every piece of the pie when it comes to their finances as best you can without being intrusive. Um, We always suggest to like calling their lender and actually getting them on the phone because when the buyer doesn't have to worry about relaying information, right? Because this process is new to them. So it's a lot easier if you just call their lender, say, hey, look, I'm the realtor. I want to get some information on this person. You know, let me know the, the strength of their buying power. Do they have any options? You know, how's their credit score? Are they right on the border? Or are they really, really solid? Yeah. And the more that you know, the better you're going to be able to serve them. Absolutely. hundred percent. I think, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to throw a teaser out there on one of the, either the next episode or one of the next episodes, we're going to break down how to, you know, evaluate strength of offers and stuff like yeah. that. That'll be a good one. So uh, keep tuning in to uh, some of these episodes to learn more about that in the future. And we have, uh, one, have one more, more. <laughs> on here that we're going to get into. And uh, yep. so you can also explain to the buyer. So this is number four, that if they go home shopping, they do not have a pre-approval. You might come across the perfect home. And if you have not even started the pre-approval process, you might end up missing out on it. If you want to make an offer, because you're going to be scrambling at the last minute to get your paperwork in, um, depending on who you who you want to use. It may be a weekend. They might be open. They may not be open. So if you view a house on a Friday and you don't get your paperwork in order till Monday, well, that house might be gone. You might miss the deadline to submit the offers. Now, I'm talking about the crazy market that we're in right now. That's not always the case, but um, it's relevant to the current market. So um, I always stress that too. And I say, Hey, look, you know, we won't be scrambling at the last second to do it. You might as well just get it first yeah. and then, you know, you're set to go. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like hopefully, you know, like we talked about, right. Not getting into that position where you don't have it. This is another reason right. and another way to explain to them the importance of it. And let's talk really quick in closing here about if you're not, if you don't have finance, because this is another thing that's very similar, but let's say you have a cash buyer. And you need proof of funds. A lot of times that's even worse, you know, when it comes to their, you know, what are you trying to say? I don't have the money or something. No, yeah. it's not what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is all of these reasons. And these are these reasons work uh, well with working with a cash buyer, too, who's hesitant at first about, you know, displaying proof of funds. That's an invasive thing to somebody. Right. You know, they, they're like, oh, you want bank statements showing mm-hmm. proof of funds? Sometimes that's, you know, uh, a tough thing for somebody. Sometimes people have no problem giving it to you. They understand the yeah. process, but we're talking about the ones that don't, yeah. right? You, this That's a situation where you have to put, I always put my psychologist cap on, right? And you have to, okay, how do I word this? How do I phrase this? So what I do in that situation, if I have somebody giving me resistance to show a proof of funds, right? Again, the famous, oh, don't worry, I'm good for it. Well, 
Okay. But if we need it on paper to submit the offer, right. Or it's, or see the property, whatever the case may be, the way that I say it is I tell them, you know, it doesn't have to be, if, if you'd like, like just go off of the price, the purchase price of the property that you're interested in. And you can move money and you can just put it in a separate account. All we need to see, we don't need to see all of what you have. We just need to see the price of whatever you're offering or whatever the the property is listed for. And so sometimes they receive that a little bit better because, you know, they don't want to send over their bank account on, you know, it really is none of our business what they have as long as they have enough to cover what we are concerned with. Yeah, they need to understand (laughs) at the end of the day, everybody who you work with, you want to respect your time and you want to respect their time. So at the end of the day, it's a, it's a matter of respect. I mean, really, like, I don't want to work with somebody who doesn't respect my time. And I would hope that, you know, the the buyer or the listing, you know, the person who's listing the house or, or building, whatever, wouldn't want to work with somebody who would want to waste their time either, right? Because mm-hmm. our time is valuable. It's the most valuable form of capital that we have. And I'm not interested in spending mine with unqualified buyers at the end of the day. And so, you know, that is, is, that's the the easy way to kind of explain it. Now you're not necessarily going to go there and say it like that, but you know, when it comes down to it, you can express, Hey, look, everybody's time is valuable. Mm -hmm. The, the, the listing agent, the person who's listing the selling the property, my time, your time. And we all just need to be assured that you're qualified as a buyer. And we owe it, like I said earlier to that seller and to that listing agent to bring a vetted and qualified buyer to the property and to make sure that we have, have done that, you know? Yeah, that's right. And I just, just uh, last minute thought was it, I, as the buyer's agent, we mentioned, it's always good to have that conversation with your buyer's lender. Cause the more that you understand the better, um, but don't put it past the listing agent to call your buyer's lender. Um, because if they're a good agent, they are yeah. calling around and maybe they have three really good offers on the table or two really good offers and they may call those lenders. And so if you know more as the buyer's agent, you can not only have a detailed conversation with them and, and guarantee them, no, they're solid. I talked to the lender. Um, but you won't be surprised if the listing agent calls you and says, you know, well, they're right on the border there. So we took another offer because they had you know, more money down or whatever the case may be. Yeah, or even just hard to get a hold of, right? Yeah. And like, you want to, you know, if you're working with a good lender that, you know, obviously they're going to receive a call and, and be, you know, open and positive about the communication and making sure that they are assuring the other side that, yeah, they can get the deal done, that it's not going to be an issue. Yeah. And that's always a good thing. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that's another thing. There's, there's lots of different factors. Um, I think we, we hit, uh, some really good points on how to make the buyer fear, feel comfortable disclosing, um, either their, their bank account, if it becomes proof of funds for a cash offer or feel comfortable understanding that, you know, the pre-qualification process, as far as from the bank and getting that letter is really like the first step in the process and that they have to have that in order to go see houses for all the reasons that we, uh, you know, kind of just mentioned. So, yep. um, do you have anything else in, in closing here that you would like to say? Um, just a thought when you were kind of recapping, um, it's also going to help them too. And I think I have it written here. Um, oh, I think I mentioned that actually it's, they'll understand all the costs that are associated with the process. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. So the benefit too, of them getting hooked up with the lender in the very beginning of the process 
um, when I meet with buyers too, because chances are as a realtor, you're going to take them out several times, right? Let's just say an average of five different weekends before they actually find their home. Or maybe you're um, lucky with one. Hopefully one or two. <laughs> uh, but let's just say it's five, right? If they start the process and market, they get to know their lender, um, their lender is going to tell them they're going to they're going to run their credit. They're going to if they need to work on their credit or do anything you know, make any alterations and try to pay some credit cards off or raise their credit score, or, you know, they plan on using what we call mattress money, right? Oh, their yeah, lender is going to give them all these tips on what to do. Yeah. And then two to three months when they actually end up purchasing, they're going to have enough time to get everything in order. So they're going to be a better buyer. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I guess in closing, I would add one other thing to um, when it comes to the lender that you're working with, uh, in regards to making sure that, you know, if, if a buyer brings a pre-call to you and let's just say it's a non-local lender, you're not really familiar with them or, you know, like I mentioned before, not all pre-qualification letters are created equal. Mm -hmm. Some really don't do any bit of a vetting process. It's like, okay, they take their, take their word, take their information and they don't really do much. They don't, you know, yeah. have a verified employment and, and all the other things that, you know, so when you see something like that, it's it's good for you as an agent to guard your time to call that lender and vet yeah. the lender. You need to vet the lender at that point and be like, what did what why what how did you pre-qualify them? What did you do? Did you run their credit? Did you do you get their debt to income ratio? Did you verify their employment? Like, like what did you do? Right. To mm -hmm. and and you know, look up their reviews. God, definitely look up their definitely. reviews. <laughs> Um, and stuff like that. So this way you're guarding your time because if they bring you, there are some garbage pre-qualification letters out there. Let's just be real. And if, if a buyer comes and they're like, no, we want to work with this lender because, well, yeah, you, because they pre-qualified you, but it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to go through. Mm -hmm. It's a garbage pre-qual. So you as a, as an agent don't want to be wasting your time working with them. So you have to decide at that point, you know, if it's, if it's worth the relationship the, right. to, for you. Um, and so I guess, yeah, just in closing, I'm looking out for the agents when it comes to that. I would say that's one of the things that goes through our mind when we see stuff like that with the prequal. Yep. Um, so in closing, uh, Heather and I would just like to say thank you so much for tuning in to the Real Estate Rockstar Partnership. We hope to continue to provide you with good content to help you grow your business. All right. We want to help you earn more, have fun, live free so you can give back. Drop us a comment, smash that subscribe button. We'll see you on another episode. As always, peace out and God bless you. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Estate Rockstar Partnership Podcast. If so, please give us a five-star rating, smash that subscribe button, and share it with others. Remember to visit us at rockstarpartnership.com. Until the next episode, go live like a rock star.